Yes, yes. What's going on? It's Dicey World again. What's happening, y'all? For this beautiful Monday, June 12th, 2023. Hope everybody's good. If you're living in the East Coast like me, the air quality is doing better. It's not really sunny right now, but it's definitely better than it was uh, <clears throat> last week. But I'll get into that in a moment. Last time I saw you guys, I think uh, it was a couple of days before my birthday. Or maybe the day before my birthday. Anyway, I'm here. Thank God for another one. I had a great birthday. People asked me what I did. What were the highlights? There were no highlights. <laughs> I mean, thank God I'm still here. But kids, don't get old, man. It's a trap, guys. <laughs> it's a trap. As soon as you turn a certain age, I mean, like the elders, like the old folks told you, man, you know, changes in your body will happen. And I'm, you know, I'm still fairly decent, fairly healthy, but shout out to my uh, physician, Dr. Ann Park, uh, Asian American woman. She kind of broke my heart. <clears throat> um, basically, I need a cutoff. She told me I need a cutoff on. My starches, carbohydrates, breads, and sugars. I said bread and sugar. She even said fruit too, guys. Fruit. I thought, you know, NutraSweet was good. I thought that fruit was nature's natural candy. You feel what I'm saying? So when she told me I need to replace all that or stop eating it, and I said, well, Doc, uh, you know, what, what can I replace the snacks with? You know, cookies and milk at nighttime, my gushers, you know, my strawberry straws, you know, my chips and everything, you know. How can I replace that? She looked at my eyes and said, who said you need snack? Who said you need snack? So I guess, you know, it's a wrap. I had a good I had a good run, though, guys. You know, 40 plus years <clears throat> eating snacks, popcorn and Twizzlers for dinner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had a good run, but now I definitely got to I have to make that change, man. So I'm definitely here to promote a healthy lifestyle mentally, physically and spiritually. You know, my uncle, shout out Uncle Jay, Uncle Jerome, he challenged me to read the book of John because I told him, I said, you know what, Unc, you know, because my mom always say, Mikey, get into your word. You got to get into your word. Like, you could be baptized, saved, not commit felons and crimes, but if you're not in your word, mama said you're going to hell. Well, she make you feel like you're going to hell. That's how I be feeling like, you know what I'm saying? I had a good day. If I don't include, I, I read the Bible. I feel like my soul about to eternally burn. And it may. So, you know, thanks for the tough love, ma. Uh, it may if I don't read the word, rather. You know what I'm saying? No matter what you do or, or how good you are. But I told my mom, I said, you know, just, you know, direct me towards the scriptures that mention the Lord and Savior, you know, Jesus, or talking about what Jesus did. Let me just focus on that. But then my uncle told me, you know, start reading the book of John. He said, read it for like a month. He said it will change your life, man. Um, so I'm trying to do that right now, guys. Trying to read the book of John. So that's my take for my birthday. And I did just mention air quality too. So if you're living in living in the East Coast, shit, even the Midwest, I heard Detroit got it and uh DC as well, further down the East Coast. But <clears throat> allegedly, some Canadian, some East Canadian uh forest fires, you know. Like the 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 smoke, man, it permeated and just flew off, you know, in the air to New York. And <clears throat> I believe at one point, New York had the worst air quality in the world. 
in the world. They said if you were exposed to that air, you know, for like 24 hours, that's like the equivalent of smoking a pack of cigarettes, a pack of squares. So if you didn't have Newport money that day, just go outside and inhale the air. You'd have been straight, man. But that's crazy, though. And just as somebody who lived here, who lives in the East Coast in Jersey, I'm not going to lie. It looked like a scene from Mad Max or the Terminator, the apocalypse. I'm, I'm talking about it looked like a camera filter, like an Instagram filter. The skies were definitely orange and yellow. Uh, it smelled like burning wood. When I walked outside, it definitely felt like I was at a campfire. So, you know, that was crazy, man. But, you know, we eventually got better. And that happened like Thursday or Friday. And I'm glad, you know, it subsided. Shout out to my homeboy, Dwayne King Thomas, a.k.a. Trend, a.k.a. Muscle in the Marathon. You know, for all you wondering who that guy was on my website or on my Instagram page, people like, yeah, Dice, what you doing? You know, posting muscle band, muscle bound men on your page, man. I ain't trying to see that. <laughs> That's my man, Dwayne K. Trini, uh, Thomas, him and his beautiful wife, Mary. They're in business together, man. And they're all about the health and wellness and fitness and whatnot. So they hosted uh, a boot camp and brunch in Brooklyn. Oh, nice be alliteration. It was good. It happened this Saturday. I'm glad, you know, the air was good. It was a good situation. So they did their thing. So I'm glad the air was good uh, by this past weekend so they could successfully have their boot camp um, and breakfast or brunch. Um, shout out to them. But let's get into it, shall we, guys? What do I want to talk about today? Well, first and foremost, like I always tell you guys before every show, you can check me out on Twitter at D-I-C-E-Y-W-0-R-L-D or Instagram, the gram, D-I-C-E-Y-W-0-R-L-D.C-0-M, Dicey World in the, in the house. Um, But today's Monday, game five, the finals. Denver is up three games to one. Only a handful of teams have ever come back from a 3-1. A deficit in the NBA playoffs most recently, and maybe only one in the finals most recently, uh, those Cleveland Cavaliers over the Golden State Warriors in 2016. Cleveland, this is for you. Yo, shout out 2016, man. That's one of the most tumultuous, just crazy, pivotal times in not only my life, but I know it's in a lot of people's lives, though, you know, for a bevy of reasons. But that's the last time it happened, overcoming 3-1 deficit, man. But unlike, you know, that 2016 Cleveland team, I mean, shout out Jimmy Butler, but they don't have a Kyrie Irving on their team. They don't have a LeBron James on their team. And let's just keep it real. You know, it's only so long that a team with seven undrafted players can take you. Uh, Miami was an eighth seed. I feel like they overachieved. But right now it appears that they're running out of gas. I mean, People want to say, oh, it's the lack of effort. It's not a lack of effort. I mean, Denver is big and athletic and wiry, and um, and they're deep. They have a lot of depth. Conversely, you know, Miami, they're, they're a little smaller. If they're not making three-point shots, they're going to have a tough day ahead of them, a tough game. They have a lot of players injured, uh, key pivotal role players like uh, Victor Oladipo, who sustained the uh, a very devastating knee injury prior to the playoffs. Looked like a torn ACL. 
uh, prayers up to that man. They lost Tyler Hero, their young uh, up-and-coming uh, shooter, three-point threat, you know. So they're plugging in players right now that really didn't get any playing time uh, throughout, you know, different spurts of the season or points of the season. But one thing about Miami, and I said it before, I love their 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 culture. They're not going to complain. They're not going to cry about it. It's going to be professional and remain ready. And shout out Duncan Robinson. You know, he got that big contract a couple of years, but he's been like flying underneath the radar subsequently ever since then. But <clears throat> he's been playing well. Max Schroes been playing well, but Right now, they're just running out of gas, guys. And Denver is just a better team. Um, shout out to Spo, you know, but I like Michael Malone, too. He definitely has championship pedigree in his blood. His dad, Mike Malone, was a championship-winning assistant coach for my Detroit Pistons in the bad boy era. So he's been around the culture. He's been around the, you know, basketball his whole life, uh, observing and learning from a top-tier level from early. Um, Jokic, he's the best player in the world by far. I mean, he's looking like, man, they need to go to Joel Embiid's house and, you know, get his MVP back because in the way that Joel Embiid went out sad in the playoffs, you can say he injured what, or whatever you want to say, man. He did not play like an MVP. And Jokic is out here looking like, okay, I don't want to give me the MVP. I'm going to show y'all who the best player in the world is. Kind of like, you know, Akeem did to David Robinson back in the 90s. What Michael Jordan did uh, to Carl Malone in the late 90s. But like I said before in a couple, uh, you know, podcasts ago, I really feel like, you know, the Jokic, the Joker, is imitating Giannis from a couple years ago. ago. Remember when Giannis won the MVP two years in a row, but his team got bounced out early in the playoffs and then that third year he didn't get the MVP but he got the championship and the finals MVP that's why I think Jokic is on you know he got he solidified himself individually as a great uh, spectacular talent as evidence with the back-to-back MVPs and now this third year he just wants blood man he wants the MVP in Denver they're playing so intelligently well together they just you know, they're connected. They have great chemistry. They play smart. They cut. You can tell that they have that experience of playing well together. You know, Jamal, Mary, and Jokic looking like Kobe and Shaq right now. No blasphemy, but I'll be really surprised if this time next week I get on the podcast and Denver's not the NBA champion. You know, I would love for it, the series to go seven games, you know, to finish out on Father's Day. You no, know, who doesn't love? NBA playoff game on the holiday, most recently Memorial Day, we saw uh, the Miami Heat beat, you know, Boston in Boston game seven. That was spectacular, but I don't think it's going to last that long. I think we're going to be done today, Monday, man. Five games, gentlemen sweep. So, yeah. Moving right along, but staying in basketball, shout out to my man, Monty Williams, again. I said this a couple of podcasts ago. I said, if there's any way that my Detroit Pistons can get a hold of Monty Williams, that would be a win for us. I told you guys he has a nice uh, prior relationship with our GM. What's his name? Troy Weaver in OKC. And this track record suggests that wherever Monty goes, he's a culture changer. He's going to change the culture and he's going to 
instill confidence in his players, and he's a great developmental like player. Like <clears throat> he's great in player development. He develops his players very well. Um, we saw it in Charlotte. I'm sorry, New Orleans with the New Orleans Pelicans. You know, nobody expected anything from them. Uh, prior to Monty's arrival, he got to New Orleans, turned him to like a 45-50 game win team. And this is right after, you know, they had a they were displaced. We had to relocate from uh they had to relocate from uh from New Orleans, you know, uh for Hurricane Katrina. So matter of fact, I think he coached them from New Orleans and then OKC, the OKC Pelicans, and that's what, you know. And because they did so well, that's what gave, you know, uh, OKC the momentum to receive the Supersonics over to OKC and turn to the Thunder. But all that to say is that Monty Williams uh, changed that program around. We see what he did in Phoenix. You know, nobody was checking for Phoenix. He got the job, went to the bubble. I think uh, the Suns were 8-0 uh, during the bubble. And then, like, that next year, you saw him win, like, 50, 60 games, get to the NBA Finals, lost to the aforementioned uh, Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis in the Finals, but they did well. Um, yeah, and had his teams uh, in contention to win. And those were veteran teams he had. Like, I'm very curious to see what he's going to do with my Detroit Pistons, you know, with Jaden Ivey, with Kay Cunningham, uh, Marvin Bagley. Uh, what's my man's name from Golden State? That we got James Wiseman. And I like where we at right now. We got the number five pick in the draft right now. Yes, we had the worst record in the league. Yes, I wish we could have got Wemby, but we didn't. And so number five, the number five pick, I feel like that would be the equivalent of getting a, a good, you know, free agent to complement the pieces we have. So instead of going out and paying free agent prices, we just theoretically uh, drafted, or are we going to draft our <clears throat> our role player and complimentary player with that number five selection? So I'm definitely feeling Monty Williams with the Detroit Pistons. I mean, yeah, people are, you know, criticizing that bag, you know, $78 million for six years, but, you know, who's coming to Detroit? Like, who was our last, our last big-name free agent? If you look at all the dope players we ever had in Detroit, we always, you know, drafted them from – Isaiah Thomas to Grant Hill, and hopefully now Kay Cunningham. So you got to make those uh, concessions, you know what I mean, unfortunately in Detroit, but I'm looking forward to that. All right, let's move on down the list. Skip and Shannon disputed a word on the street that uh, Shannon, Uncle Uncle Shannon, Uncle Shay Shay, he's going to leave uh, FS1 and Skip Bayless. After the finals, uh, for a number of reasons, uh, reasons I don't have in front of me, but I feel like well, I believe some of the reasons listed by Skip, I'm sorry, by uh, Shannon were that he didn't have enough creative control for the topic discussion, discussing the topics. Uh, you know that, you know, Shannon loved him some LeBron James and Skip is the eternal LeBron hater. And I think, lastly, the straw that broke the camel's back is when, you know, I guess the Darvin Hamlin tweets by Skip. And I feel like Shannon thought it was very insensitive. So <clears throat> you already got Stephen A talking about, hey, you know, come join the gang, gang, man. 
doing his best, not his best, but essentially doing this Suge Knight. He's sick of your uh, producers dancing the videos. Come join Death Row. So I guess he he tired of Skip dancing on videos. Not I used to love Skip. You know, <clears throat> I don't know about FS1 Undisputed Skip, but I know on ESPN I loved ESPN Skip. I might not have always agreed with him, but at least with Skip, you always knew where he stood. You know, for better or for worse. And from all the clips and the highlights I get from, like, you know, seeing the FS1 skip, he seems to be more censored into, like, shock jock and just getting that shock value, you know. Come on, skip, you're better than that. But I'm interested to in see where uh, <clears throat> Uncle Shay Shay lands. Does he go uh, to ESPN and join first take? I don't know. That might be too all black for ESPN. You know, they always got to have a nice little Skip Bayless or Max Kellerman counterpart for uh, – for Stephen A, but it's going to be interesting to see. So we shall see. All right, moving on from sports. Uh, recently, I heard the news that Dr. Cornell West is running for president. Look, man, I'm not going to publicly, you know, air this man out. You know how I feel. Yeah, so I don't believe in, you know, publicly. <clears throat> like uh, disparaging or knocking a black man, any man, but especially black man publicly. So I'll reserve any criticism to myself. But what I will say is, you know, maybe this is like a lifelong goal on the bucket list that he wanted to accomplish, you know, um, or maybe he just wants, he wants to stay creatively active. I have no idea. You know, I got the dry ass podcast. It's a it's a passion project for me. It's a hobby, you know. Um, so whatever you gotta do to keep it moving, Cornell, Dr. Cornell West, do your thing. But personally, I don't I don't think he's gonna be too successful. If I had a, if I was a betting man, I would say he would not be elected president. But who am I to say? Um Apple, they just came out with this iPhone Pro, like, sunglass virtual reality headset, 3500 bucks, man. Look, I'm not going to uh, pretend and begin to sound like I'm tech savvy, it's worth it, and so forth. But all I know is, but $3,500, I better get Kelly LeBrock, because this sounds like some real weird science right here. You know, for all you young millennials and Gen Zen people, that's like an old movie. Uh, about this, these two nerds who made up a, a sexy babe with their computer, man. So thirty five hundred bucks for some virtual reality. Like I said, it better come with Kelly LeBrock. No cap. Uh, what else have I been doing? Oh yeah, I watched the Dear Mama uh, documentary in its entirety on Hulu. It was really good, guys. Initially it came on FX, but now it's on Hulu. I think a four-part series uh it's alan alan hughes he definitely did his thing not mad at him for that uh beautifully done if you're a real Pac fan like me then you've seen over like 98 and a half percent of the footage that was on there there's like not too much stuff of tupac i haven't seen but what i will say i love the way they present it the content aesthetically, optics wise, like it just seemed more in the HD. I feel like Pac was right, right next to him. He can like come out 
the screen. It was it looked really surreal. So I will give him props for that. But I wanted to shout out a finish core. <clears throat> People forget, you know, during the time where Tupac was being cultivated in prison when he was a little embryo and little baby in mama's stomach, <clears throat> Afeni was in jail and she was fighting for her life, like a life sentence. And she represented herself as her own lawyer, her own lawyer, you know, in the sixties or in the seventies as a black Panther. Like she killed him, man. Like I definitely encourage you to watch that. That's so inspiring and so encouraging. You know, like she had them people flustered. I mean, you know, professionally expert people like she had no uh, judicial or law school background. Her life was on the line. She pregnant and she got off, man. So if that's not motivational, I don't know what is. You feel me? Well, let me tell you what's not motivational. Lastly, I've been noticing a lot of 40 year old beef, man. Like. Yeah, old people, man, because I'm old, you know, 40 and up. That's the that's the line. You 40 and up, you old, unfortunately. We gotta stop this, man. Like, yeah, these young kids, they'll shoot your ass in a heartbeat, but I feel like they more mature than us, man. Unfortunately, when it comes to certain things, you know. Like these young kids, they not going back and forth. They 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 clapping shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't advise that, but they not sounding emotional and sensitive. They just clapping shit. They shooting shit. They smoking shit up. Again, I'm not advising that. But we got to do better as older people, man. And we can't be setting examples or bad examples of going back and forth and just looking really bad and just sounding delusional. Now, this Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan beef is still going on. It's still going on. And Scotty saying some things that's really MJ Michael Jordan slander. And if anybody should know better, is you. You played side by side with this man for 10 years, talking about he was a horrible player before Scotty Pippen got to the Bulls and LeBron's the best player. And that's a fact and everything. Look, man, like I said, I'm not trying to disparage any black man publicly, but Cameron said it though. And you can read between the lines. This has nothing to do with basketball. It has a lot to do with what's going on behind the scenes in their public lives. I'm sorry, their private lives. And really, it's not that public, but you know what's going on. Then you got <clears throat> DJ Envy and Rake Ross beefing going back and forth. At first, it was funny, but then it started getting a little personal, man. You know, about a damn car show. Y'all too grown for this, man. Y'all definitely too grown for this. Cut it out. Knock it off. But anyway, guys, that's my time. It's been like 23 and a half minutes, 24 minutes. Uh, Thanks for listening. Once again, go ahead, check out the website. Go to my YouTube page. Check me out on the social medias. Um, Same thing for YouTube. Like, subscribe, leave a comment for your boy, Dicey World. And uh, until next time, remember, boys and girls, anything can happen in Dicey World. Y'all stay safe out there in a minute. Peace.